Welcome to the Botshit Crazy Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Botshit Crazy Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Toma. And today we're going to be talking about is the election, election season as it were, impacting consumer spending, and not just consumer spending, but capital expense. Would I say capital spending, capital expense spending? People buying capital equipment. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's the question on the table today. And to answer it, we need to look at a couple of things. I think personally that it's important to look at personal and anecdotal experience. Because as much as I... Um, as much as I love science and as much as I, I see the value and think that the scientific process is the way to go most of the time, also science can be behind anecdotal evidence because of the delay and the needs for uh, verification and to go through the process when sometimes you just inherently know. You see things and you just know. Uh, an analogy might be, um, I don't need a scientific study to tell me that the grass in my lawn is green. I look at it, I see that it's green. And while a study might say, okay, well, let's break out the color swatches and let's you know, start with the hypothesis and, and on, so on and so forth, I just don't need that. I also don't need a, necessarily a study all the time to tell me that I have the flu. If the flu is going around and I have flu-like symptoms, I just go with, I've got the flu. So um, so that's the point there. And that's why I want to look at anecdotal evidence as well. But we do need to take in um, some scientific data to see, okay, if there is it just anecdotal? What, what is the, you know, is there a lot of nuance being lost in what we think we're seeing, or is what we think we're seeing what we're actually seeing? And that's kind of worth a look. So consumer spending right now, um, and, and we'll just go with consumer spending, appears to be uh, dipping a little bit. And it's not a ton, but it seems to be just a little bit. And as I'm looking at the, uh, let's see here, this is the Bureau of Economic Analysis, and that's a government organization, so take it for what you think it's worth. And <laughs> a little joke there. And so uh, basically what they say is over the course of between April and August, and September's numbers probably just aren't in yet, um, there's been an increase in spending on goods, I'm sorry, on services, but that's more akin to healthcare, um, energy, and uh, gasoline, uh, things like that, uh, some transportation costs, and so uh, what that more likely means is those prices for those things went up. Uh, there's been a decrease in the purchasing of goods. And goods, you know, would be anything from that you're getting at, you know, Walmart and Target um, up to larger things. So, and I'm not going to dive into that. I'm not an economist and I'm not that interested in, in the crazy nuances of that. We're really just looking to see kind of what's a, is there a baseline here? Has it gone up down? Looks like consumer good purchasing is has gone down a bit. Anecdotally, what I've been hearing out in the marketplace talking to people is that there's been as people like to say um it's quieted down 
out there. And sometimes people will say, yeah, which it seems like it's, you know, there's been a little bit of a um, little bit of a pullback is what we'll hear a lot. And I am hearing that right now, that there's been just a little bit of that. And sometimes I hesitate for anybody who's out there at all on any kind of who has a microphone in front of them to even say so. Because that seems to exacerbate the issue in my mind. The more that people hear that there's there is a slowdown, there's a pullback, everyone's holding tight, everyone's sitting steady, everyone's holding still, then the more people will follow suit. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. People start to believe that's what's happening and that's what, you know, they hear that news and they respond in kind and then you end up with the exact thing that nobody really wants, you know, and that's a pullback or a drop in spending. So, um, that said, here I sit and I'm saying it anyways. Yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of a, of a pullback out there and it's not a huge one. There's still quite a bit of activity. Let's just say there's, there's more than enough, um, activity out there. This isn't, if you lived through 2008, then this, doesn't feel like anything. <laughs> this is this is nothing. This is uh, a a very 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 minor um, uh, break, as it were, from the madness that was going on before. So, not particularly a huge deal. Now, the question that I posed in the beginning is: Is this tied to the election cycle? And my personal belief and anecdotally from what I have seen, and this seems to be true based on just a little bit of research, is that, yeah, you do see a pullback in terms of um, people spending around elections. Election cycles, regardless of who's winning, not it doesn't seem to be totally regardless either. Um, they do seem to be... Uh, really, they do seem to to have an impact on people spending. They seem to have a big impact, and especially capital equipment spending. And here's why: if a candidate is going to is is saying, "Hey, when we get into office, uh, you know, we're going to cut taxes, and uh, everybody, especially in this you know tax bracket, you're going to get a, a tax cut, and and we're also going to blah blah blah, give you this, do that, whatever." all amounting to you're going to have more money. None of us have ever heard this before. So when they say that, people will say, you know, they can get encouraged and say, all right, well, let's go, you know, I feel good about this. Let's go do some spending. But if they're afraid the other person's going to get in and the other person is coming after their wallet one way or another, then, yeah, they start to reduce spending. And uh, not to talk politics too much, but in my experience, I have seen this a bit more when the Democrat candidate is either about to get into office or right after they get into office, there seems to be a pullback in capital equipment purchasing. Seems to seems to lighten up a bit. Whereas when a Republican... Uh, gets into office, there seems to be more of an uptick, in particularly in capital equipment purchasing. Now, um, that's not me picking a side. That's me just observing what I've seen over the years. And I think it's pretty well, you can correlate that pretty well to, as a general rule, 
um, Republicans being a, a bit more, at least perceived to be a bit more business friendly, quote unquote, um, where um, Democratic candidates do tend to be perceived at least to be more, what shall we call it, middle class friendly, more antagonistic to, to business, uh, business, business uh, profitability and such. So if you're a business owner and you're going by that, uh, you're going by that uh, line of thinking and a Democratic candidate is about to get elected, then you can say, well, crap, I'm going to hold on to my money because they're going to raise taxes on my company and I'm not going to have as much of it to spend. So um, let's start cutting back and pulling back and, and you know, maybe we even lay some people off. I don't know, because uh, everybody wants to get ready for what's coming. Now, if you're a business owner and you see a Republican getting into office, then you can start wringing your hands and saying, "All right, here we go. You know, let's uh, things about to pick up. Let's go. Uh, we're going to get our taxes cut. We're going to have more money to spend. So let's go get some new stuff. You know, because I'm sorry, like it or not, people love to buy stuff. People like to frickin' buy stuff. There's a reason that mercantile is the oldest trade in the world." It is the oldest profession, being a salesman. It's the original thing that people did is barter and trade and buy stuff and sell stuff. That's that's what it is. It's not even just an economy. It's part of humanity. It's just what it is. So when people have income, they're going to spend it. They want to. It There's a, a pleasure factor in handing your money over to somebody and getting something neat, for it. That's just kind of the way people are built. And there's no sense in fighting it. Now, I have seen that over the years. And like I said, a little bit of even cursory research uh, finds a lot of people in the same boat and shows that I'm not the only person thinking that or observing that. A lot of other people are are seeing that um, and thinking it as well. Now, that said, a study, here comes the science, a study done by the university, or I'm sorry, uh, from researchers from Princeton University and the University of Chicago found that elections had little impact on how consumers actually spend. Now, in their study, which spanned four presidential elections, their findings identified a correlation between voters' ideological opposition towards a winning candidate and a lower score on the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. So, what does that say? That says that they did actually find a correlation in people's likability of a candidate that they thought was going to win and how much they spent. If they liked them more, they actually did spend a little more. If they liked them less, they actually spent a little bit less. However... And they're quick to point out that they didn't find causality. It's just a correlation as far as they can tell. So uh, they go on to say uh, things like, you know, consumers ideologically opposed to, pres to President Bush were not happy about the election outcome, but this slump in sentiment had no effect on what they planned to spend or actually spent. Okay, see, this kind of illustrates what I was talking about, though, because Bush was a Republican, and I don't think people give a crap if they like somebody if they have money. I generally don't think that they care if they like a guy, if they've got some cash in their pocket, they're going to want to spend that money. If they have it, because this, this is talking about ideological opposition, not if they were doing well economically. 
And uh, somebody can have ideological opposition to someone and still enjoy spending money. And if they have that money, very much spend it. So I don't really see the link there. And this study doesn't do a very good job of of showing it either. It's that's pretty flimsy to me to say, well, you know, they they were ideologically opposed to this person, so that didn't have anything to do so they they you know, uh they still spent money anyways. Ideological opposition doesn't have anything to do necessarily with economical satisfaction. You know, when I say economic or economical, economic satisfaction. If you're economically satisfied, then you can have all the ideological oppositions you want and still go spend your money. You know, that's the ideological oppositions are not the thing that's going to stop you from spending the money. It's whether you think this person's going to take your money, you know. And that's what I'm seeing a little bit in the marketplace right now is people are wondering which one's going to get in there. Is it going to be the guy that gets me more money? Whoever you think that is, whether you think it's a Democrat or a Republican, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It just matters that it's unsettled. Which guy's going to get in? The one that's going to take more of my money or the one that's going to give me more of my money so that I can go spend it? It, Like I said, it doesn't necessarily even matter what the truth is. What matters is what you perceive because that's what you'll behave on. You'll make a behavior decision based on what you perceive, and that's what consumers do. That's what everybody does. That's what capital purchasing managers do. That's what business owners do. That's what I do when I go to the store or when I'm looking at, you know, even making a bigger purchase, especially, you know, is it the right time? Everybody does that. So there's no way getting around it. And when I look at this scientific research, I mean, I'm sure there's value in it, but it doesn't tell me much, much for valuable information just because they're, again, I don't care what someone's ideological opposition is to somebody. I care about what's their perception of what's going to happen with their income, you know, because that's what's going to decide what kind of decisions they make. Right now, I am seeing a slight unsettling out there. And I do think that the election season has something to do with it. And the reason I think that is because I've been doing this for 20 years and every damned election cycle, it comes around again. And sometimes it's not just presidential election cycles. It can also be um, uh, primaries. You know, that happens too. So uh, I, the, the anecdotal evidence certainly seems to be there. The fact that there's a, even a correlation that this study did find between people's sentiment and some spending um, shows me that the indicators do point that way, that the anecdotal evidence is basically sitting out there waiting to be validated. You know, um, it's observable, it's perceivable, and you can feel it. It's tangible, and it's just waiting for science or for someone to come along and put the magnifying glass to it and put it through the paces to to give it the stamp. We all know it's there, but it's just waiting for it. So that's my opinion on where that's going and how that's all working. It's a short one today, but I appreciate you joining me. Uh, feel free to leave some comments if you like. Otherwise, I will catch you next time. Take it easy. This has been the Butt Shit Crazy Podcast. See you next time.